Thanks for tuning to Digital Voices Podcast, where we chat digital transformation, challenges and opportunities across healthcare and life sciences. And now, your host, Ed Marks. Ed here, another episode of Digital Voices, one of my favorite topics, women in leadership, technology, healthcare specifically, two amazing guests to share their perspectives on women in healthcare leadership and also a surprise at the end. And so you'll have to to wait for it. But before we get going, always love to chat with my producer, Megan. Megan, have you thought much about healthcare IT leadership? I mean, you're actually in a healthcare consulting firm and were you intentional on your career choice or how did you just fall into it? Or what do you think about the whole topic? Sort of fell into it, but I love it. I love being here. And on the topic of women and, and technology, I think we we need more women in technology. Yeah, love it. I completely, completely agree with you. So I want to introduce our guests, Anila and Brittany. They're both fantastic leaders, as you're going to hear yourselves. And I met both of them together just recently in the fall. We had I guess it wasn't fall, it was spring. We had a Texas hymns coming together of all the chapters and and it was a great conference. And we all ran into each other. We've all known each other for some time through various means. But this was the first time the three of us were just chatting and, and they were sharing their heart and their passion around women in healthcare tech leadership and some of the ideas that they had. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have to have to be on my podcast. I definitely want to promote this. So Welcome, Brittany, and welcome, Sunila. Thank you. Thanks, Ed. Happy to be here. So, you know, the very first question we always ask is, what songs are on your playlist? So, Brittany, let's start with you. What, what sort of music do you jam to? Yeah, so I actually uh, grew up on the dance floor. I did jazz, tap, ballet, kind of the whole nine yards. So right now I'm listening to, you know, today's hits, a little Ed Sheeran on my Peloton bike. But if I need to kind of like get in a zone and focus, I throw on some classical music and just, you know, kind of have some some enjoyable background music. Awesome. What about you, Sunila? This is a hard one for me because I am not into music. I'm not a music person. Only music I hear is while driving in the car. And uh, so if I, the car, when I turn on, it's set to jazz and uh, preservation hall music. And then uh, uh, lean more towards classical music, Mozart and La Mer radio. So more of a classical person in the background. I like all those genres, but let me do some shameless self-promotion just because it sounds like you might need one idea. So listen to Bailey Zimmerman. So Bailey Zimmerman. So this is uh, being recorded in June 2022. So my son is the producer and writer of most of Bailey's hits. Number one song in the country right now, country music. So I can't help myself but give you that particular tip to listen to uh, Bailey Zimmerman. In fact, my son, my youngest son, he's also been a guest before on Digital Voices talking about uh, the music industry and the digital advancements and transformation that they made. But let's get on with it. Let's talk about your your life passion or your mission, the mantra, that, things that really get you going. Sunila, let's start with you on that one. I'm a person like I question everything is my mantra. I think question everything. If something is in front of you, question everything. And then also be relentless in doing the best with the situation that's that's at hand. So that's what drives me at going, getting up in the morning, very inquisitive, so curious and so questioning everything and being relentless 
at everything that I do and then being doing the best I can. Love it. Brittany. So for me, I would say you get one life, so do it all. You know, Ed, I know you're you're really big into travel and exploring so many new cultures and you know, I love kind of pushing the boundary and seeing, you know, what new things I can get my hands on or or uncover. So why not? Yeah, no, those are you both have great words to live by. Uh, Megan and I are blessed to hear all these different ideas every week from a, a lot of great leaders. And hopefully if we get 10% of what everyone shares, uh, we'll have a, quite uh, an eventful life. So tell us your, your stories and both, you know, you can go as deep as you want on the personal and professional side. Sunila, let's start with you. Tell us your story and then we'll switch over to Brittany and then jump into women in tech and leadership. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. So personally, I think I, I can define myself as a curious person. Like I was saying, I'm curious. My family gets a little bit sometimes on the edge, like you question everything. Why do you have to ask why? <laughs> but that's, the, I'm a curious person. I enjoy learning. I love math and science. That's how I grew up and loving math and science. And then I'm an engineer by trade and a technology enthusiast. So that I guess that plays really well being a technology enthusiast and then really believe in the inherent good that's in healthcare profession. I really think at the end of the day, healthcare gives that uh, satisfaction that there is an inherent good that I'm working towards. So seeing that service aspect and the ministry aspect drives my passion to build and uh, drive technology that enables and supports business of care and clinical outcomes. And outside of work, I'm blessed to be a wife of a very smart and supportive husband, very supportive in everything I do. And hears me at the end of the day, taking my problems to him, you know, and also I'm a mother of an 18 year old who just graduated high school and he's going to UT Austin. So hook him Hans. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was so, great. So very thankful and very proud of him, him and also a very good supportive family. Uh, like you said, very blessed to have a supportive family, parents, sister, church family. So just blessed to have that support. And then professionally, I may age myself here, but I feel feel like I grew up in IT. 25 plus years of IT experience. Last 15 has been in healthcare and just started off as a Java developer and then worked up my way as an analyst and then architect and director and then deputy CTO for Health and Human Services Commission and then a CIO, CTO for a mental health organization in Austin, Texas, and then current position, which is the VP for platform strategies at Common Spirit. So just thankful and blessed to have these opportunities to work for a small, mid, I would say, mid-size to these large organizations Common Spirit is the second largest healthcare organization in U.S. So just thankful for the opportunity, a lot of learning. I'm glad that I have that learning attitude, you know, so pushing myself to learn and uh, to learn everything and to see the transition of IT from client applications to web applications and now to the digital era. So enjoy business challenges, hearing business challenges, their vision, and then working towards and partnering on solutions. Oh, that, that's great. That's a fascinating background, both on the personal level and, and professional. And, and as you mentioned, you've been in healthcare leadership as a woman for a long, long time, both at the st state government level and now obviously a common spirit. So it's a great career and you're still 
very early and young in your career, I, w- I would say. Thank you. Brittany, how about yourself? Sunila, she, you know, just had her son graduate from college. I'm on the other side of the spectrum with two young boys. I've got a two-year-old and a three-year-old. So another world of, of fun on my side. Very supportive husband who we've been together for five years now, married for five years, longer than that we've been together. But, you know, really love the the family life and that side of thing. Professionally, I actually started in the non-for-profit world. So I opened the AT&T Performing Arts Center here in Dallas, Texas. And so very arts-driven, performing arts-driven, very passionate for my dance world growing up. And I did corporate sponsorships. So I learned kind of the art of experience, giving back and impact on community right out of college. And so I started there. We actually opened the doors of the Performing Arts Center in the middle of the recession. So I learned how non-for-profits can be really impacted during the recession time. And then quickly realized I need to get in the for-profit side of the world. So (laughs) jumped over and found a kind of niche where I can merge IT and healthcare together through started in kind of the consulting space and then moved into managed services, healthcare driven. So I've been in the healthcare space for, oh man, I was counting like 10 years now, you know, growing and helping and supporting organizations really optimizing to their fullest potential. And then hand in hand, I also um, started volunteering with HIMSS and started getting involved in that organization. And I have pretty much done everything under under the sun. I've done programs and membership. I was president for the South Texas HIMSS chapter for two years. And then more recently, I run the Texas Regional Conference that we host on an annual basis. And just found out last week that I am going to be the chair for the new task force for Global Hymns leading up for this next year. So over their governance and compliance division that they're working on. So just kind of growing and expanding um, in the healthcare space. And I, I love seeing the impact. I love seeing how even if you think that you're maybe once removed from from the bedside, you know, you still are impacting the care, you know, at any organization level in the healthcare space. Yeah, what, what I love about having you together as guests is uh, you bring two different angles to the whole leadership thing because it's not just provider side like with Sunila, but Brittany, with you coming from the services side, both are very valid and both are very needed in terms of where we need women and in leadership positions. And so you both have been pioneers and done done some great things. And Brittany, as an aside, I've danced on that stage. Uh, I love the Performing Arts Center. Uh, We've been longtime supporters almost since the beginning. I think that was the second year that we became subscribers and uh, we're pretty faithful members there supporting that organization. It's great for the arts in uh, in our community. So let's jump right in. And we're going to be super candid, which is cool with our podcast. So how have things progressed since you began your career? So we're talking specifically now women in healthcare, IT leadership. How have things progressed? And Eli, let's start with you. You've had a longer tenure, 25 years, not all in healthcare, but 25 years, as you mentioned. You know, have things improved for women? Have they stayed the same or how do you see it? I did see they improved, Ed. They did improve where initially when I came onto the IT scene, I don't think I heard of any uh, CIOs, healthcare CIOs or regular IT CIOs, women, women being in the CIO roles. 25 years ago, I haven't heard it. 
But I think the progression or the evolution has been very slow. Last year, 2021, I, I was looking at the CIO dive report. One in five women for the Fortune 500 are uh, one, one in five Fortune 500 companies have a woman. So still, I think it's a minority. One in five, I think there's a room to grow there. So the evolution is there. But am I seeing that being addressed? One in five Fortune 500 CIOs identifying as women and and the gender gap being that huge? Is it being addressed? I really feel like there is lack of address addressing that situation. Like, for example, in India, I grew up in India and the culture there is you have to be engineer or a doctor from the beginning. You know, that's the culture. That's what you you grew, grew up with. And then here I volunteer with the young girls and at different places. I see there is a gap there. The STEM focus is in there. Yes, there are some schools that are more pivoted towards that. But overall, in general, I see that there is a gap. And I think that needs to be closed. There needs to be a focus at a young age saying, hey, you could solve problems using technology, science, math. You know, the excitement around STEM needs to be created at a young age. And I bring up India, but that's a, I think sometimes it's an extreme, but a balanced exposure to STEM Academy and growing the kids and the excitement of math and science and solving problems through through that. I think that's a gap that needs to be addressed. Yeah, that's good analysis. So slow progress, progress, but very slow. Uh, Brittany, you're, what do you think? I have definitely seen, like you mentioned, slow, slow progression. It is trending towards the right direction. I was looking up some statistics the other day just to get my head wrapped around, you know, what is current state in comparison to maybe some other industries. And, you know, right now, women in healthcare, we're about 25 to 35% of healthcare executives are females and about 13% are women CEOs actually in the healthcare space. And you look at other industries, you know, the airline industry has you know, 9% of women that are actually airline pilots and, you know, 13 or 15% in the finance space are actually in leadership. So looking at those, some of those statistics, it is refreshing and hopeful that healthcare is leading, you know, in percentage, but, you know, all around, I think growing opportunities, finding, you know, mentors and people that, can bring up that next generation of female leaders and investing in those that are, you know, willing and hungry for those opportunities, I think are, you know, great ways to continue expanding those percentages. I agree with both of your analysis. We have to do a lot. I think I mentioned off mic, my oldest daughter, Tally, she's in healthcare. She's a leader in healthcare. And, you know, so I'm fully vested in general, but I, have a direct connect to our topic. And my wife just got her doctorate as a nurse practitioner, and she's a leader as well. And so this is really an important topic for me. Now, the two of you have done really, really well. What have been some, despite the progress that we've been talking about and opportunity, what have been the keys to your success? Brittany, let's start with you. Maybe one or two keys to your success in your career? Yeah. So I would say I'm going to quote my dad on this. So I get, you know, the good daughter points today, but you know, he would always tell me never stop learning. And that's one of the things that I think is 
really important. You know, the moment you think you know it all, try again. There's always more to learn, to grow, and to expand. The other piece too would be find your village. Find the people around you that are going to support you and help you, lead you to your success. I think that's another great thing that females do is, you know, we're there to support one another. You know, we'll watch each other's kids. We will go pick up you know, help when needed. I mean, we're, we know how to support one another and lift each other up. And I think that that is one of the more powerful things, you know, especially as you're trying to grow in your professional career, but also as a moment of paying it forward too. So those would be some of the things that have, have been really helpful for me, you know, having my people and never stop pushing myself. Yeah, those are good. Sunila, what about yourself? What have been the keys to your success in addition to what you share with us, you know, about being inquisitive and always asking why? I think knowing yourself, Ed, you know, for me, it's knowing what, who I am, you know, what am I good at? What is my skill set? Hard work is, I think for me, I know that I'll work hard in whatever is in my place, you know, in my plate. I think working hard towards it, it I know that that's my, in, so that gives me confidence to take that next step of growth. Now, inconvenient myself, put it in a, because I know that I will do everything I can to get, get that done. So knowing yourself, I would say is the first thing. So know what you could do good, analyze your skill sets and see, Hey, can I do this? Can I not do this? How can I grow in this? So know your skill set. I would say for the woman is to really understand your skills. Second is to evolve yourself, like learn anything that's in front of you, you know, like Brittany was saying, I just like, if there is a string theory, okay, let me go and find out what it is, you know, just, just learn about things, uh, expand your, evolve yourself in thinking and learning and with an attitude as well, that everybody you run into, they have their unique experiences. They have a life that they have, they're living. So you have that learning aspect from them. So having that attitude of learning and then I think the support aspect of it, Brittany said it so well, we women are good at supporting each other. So find some, find the support that you need. And, and as you grow, there will be a lot of challenges and the stresses that are associated with it. And that it's that family and or mentor or some kind of support that you need where you could lean in together, I guess, to, to say it yeah. in brunt terms. Yeah, you both have already dropped probably eight or 10, I'm taking notes here, eight or 10 different ideas that our listeners could really grab and actualize and, and do. So I'm going to ask Silmar a question and maybe uh, try to get one or two other pieces of advice out of you. So let me ask it this way. If you're a young woman or young in your career and you aspire to become a vice president or executive like yourselves, and maybe you're an analyst or a manager, director, what are maybe one or two things? And let me start it off with something you already, you already talked about that they might do. So these tangible things like one is to grab a mentor Two, Brittany, make a plug, a shameless plug here for hymns, you know, get involved, right? So what are a couple other more, Brittany, and then we'll go to Sunila, you know, a couple more really practical things that as a listener, like tomorrow I can sign up for these things or or do these things, find a mentor, go to hymns, whatever. I would say find some articles that, you know, are things that you can subscribe to that keep you relevant in information. You know, Becker's is always really good. You know, some keep you 
kind of like sharpen your pencil on your knowledge basis, you know, so that you're, you know, Wall Street Journal is always great, you know, plug into the Wall Street Journal, find out what is going on in the world and how it actually is going to impact or could potentially impact even your space and your industry and your profession. The other thing too, I'm a big believer in this, but find either a mentor or someone that is where you aspire to be. So not necessarily where you are now, but you know, that you want to be or one day take their job or learn from them and understand what they do for success. Are they waking up early? Are they exercising? Are they, you know, what are they, are they taking five minutes to read, you know, a motivational book? What is it that they do to get themselves in that successful pattern so that they are, you're elevating yourself to the person or the role that you want to be. Yeah, no, uh, that's great. Sunila, one or two other items. I know we've covered a lot already, but any anything else that you might add? My advice would be to create a list of goals, short-term goals, like six months from now. That's what I would tell my, my girls as well here. Create a list of goals. Don't go you know, bonkers on like 15 or, t- uh, or 20, but just maybe top three. And then not just six months goals, but three-year goals. Three-year goals could be like what Brittany said. Who do you want to aspire to be? And then, okay, this is my goals. And then take actionable small steps in meetups in the local area. Find out meetups and try to connect and do something fun. You know, life is not always about, okay, achieving this, 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 tick, 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 tick mark, but do something fun. And I think that's where me and Brittany, you know, have got together and we want to do something fun. So enjoy life and do uh, meet together and do something fun. And then, but uh, have your personal goals, short term and then long term aspire. That keeps you moving. You know, don't give up. Don't be, I think that a second one I would say is don't go at it alone. And we've talked a lot about it. Find a mentor, find a friend, find a support group that can help you. So those would be my two things, goals, and then don't go at it alone. Okay, awesome. I have one other recommendation I want to add and then a couple of observations and a question uh, from that because this is very fascinating. So the other thing, of course, is volunteer, you know, any opportunity you have, volunteer because it'll just give you that much more right experiences and that much more interaction with people who might help in your career. But the observation I was making and taking note of when you were speaking is it takes work Mm -hmm. to do this. You have to be intentional. And that's how you can really differentiate yourself. And especially as a woman in leadership is if you do the work, 90% of the other people are not. And Mm so you do the work, you differentiate yourself. So my encouragement to listeners male and female is, wow, take note of everything that's been shared so far by, by the two of you and actually do it and you'll see your career really explode. Now, let's talk about men. So, because I'm always really sensitive about this because I've always had to ask myself the same question, what can I do? So if 80% or more of the CIOs today are men in healthcare, I think the percent maybe it was 75% men, what can men do? What would you say to men that are listening like, is there things we can do and be intentional about to make sure women are given equal opportunity? Because perhaps in certain cases, they are not either one of you. I've been fortunate to see my previous boss, the CTO for Health and Human Services Commission. Clark Snodgrass was his name. And he. I've been fortunate where I was. He pulled me in and he mentored me and grew me into the career, you know, and showed me. So just I think 
you uh, to encourage, uh, to answer your question i would say bring along uh, that person uh, men or women that can learn from you and uh, be that maybe just in initially fly on the wall to see what's happening and to learn what's happening and then even capturing their input as to hey what do you think as sitting in here hearing and giving them opportunities you know to talk about it and to grow in it so i would say bringing along somebody that's eager to learn that wants to be fly on the wall but also want to grow in the in the career so i've been fortunate to experience that and then even at the how giving them an opportunity at like you're giving us you know at the podcast uh, not that uh, uh, podcast and at the events talking at the events as a panel speaker so just i would say giving those opportunities for men or women to to build that build that uh, career up brittany yeah and just to add on that i mean i would say just encouragement and then also if if you know as a leader if you're able to identify an opportunity where you know a female or someone on your team might make an impact encourage them to take it maybe recommend them you know it might just be due to skill or it might be personality but i think any encouragement would be always welcome. Yeah, and what I always challenge my male peers is look around you. And especially in healthcare, right? Because I don't I don't have the exact statistic, but women in healthcare in general, right? Because of nursing and and physicians and and all that other services compromise well over 50% of the workforce. And yeah. if you look in your IT organization or in your services organization and it's not something similar, there's something wrong. it should be similar or more so i always challenged myself when i was cio i look around make sure that i had representation of uh, because it wasn't about hitting some sort of percentage but it was about making the team better and when everyone on the team is the same it's not that good of a team but when you have diversity yeah. in your team in all shapes and and forms it makes for a much better team so that's one really practical thing that i would challenge our listeners is look around take note of yourself and then like you both said you know encourage if you don't if you don't have half of your team women and you're not promoting women into positions of leadership you need to go and be proactive and work with other individuals to help train or whatever it might be if it's a training thing if it's an opportunity thing you know work with hr work with people like yourselves like they could contact you and and get ideas on how to make sure that everyone has an equal opportunity i think the first point like you said is to identify you know identify if there is at the table diversity or not i think you hit the nail and then address that so just wanted to add that that's a key point first identify and then address it look i want to turn the mic over to both of you i i know that you're all plotting something uh really interesting i wanted to give you a chance to share it with our our community because you know i'll be the your top supporter and top downloader thanks ed yeah we're really excited about this i'll kind of share a little bit about how it came to be and then i'll let sunila kind of talk about what it is we're going to do so Like Sunila mentioned early on, you know, we we sat down and met and immediately immediately just clicked with each other. We had were we were supposed to meet for a 20-minute coffee and it ended up being like two and a half hours. So we just couldn't stop talking and it just it was such great company to be in. We teased out a lot of ideas. We talked a lot about things. We talked about what's going on in healthcare, what are some of the challenges, where are there gaps, you know, what are things that we're seeing. So from this, we have actually 
born our new podcast that we're actually going to be launching in August called Click Health. And now I'll pass it to Sunil and she'll explain what Click Health is going to do. Thank you for introducing our podcast. It's called Click Health, like Brittany said, and it, it was born out of our conversation. She from the business aspect and, and working with the CEOs, the C-suites, COOs, CSOs, and I from a CIO background and from the IT background, we felt like there is a opportunity to bring the CSOs and the CEOs, the business side and the IT side, be it one organization or varied organization. But having a podcast where the business is represented as well as the IT is represented. So both can we could have that rich partnership conversation between IT and and the business. Not uh, it's happening, but can we bring them for our audiences where both where we could learn from both from it's not one sided, but both sites. Businesses look, what is business looking from IT and what's IT looking from business? So asking those questions. So Brittany will be asking those questions to the IT folks, the business questions. And then I, as an IT, will be asking the business that what IT needs to learn from business. So that's the idea. So we'll be starting in August. We'll have, uh, we've lined up a couple of different organizations where the CIO and CSO will be with us sharing their thoughts, sharing their visions, and then how they're tackling, be it digital, be it optimization, modernization, or, or even transformation, hearing from both sides, business and IT and having fun all along the way. So that's our theme. Yeah, <laughs> I love that because that is a gap that you've identified, right? The whole business to IT and back is a gap and, and you are, are hitting it and you'll provide, uh, going back to the theme of our pod today, you know, the the whole healthcare tech women and leadership. And so I, I love the fact that you're you're taking that initiative and, and doing that. We talked about so many things. We could keep going for a lot longer, kind of, Brittany, like your your coffee story where you guys met for 20 minutes, but really it was two and a half hours. I feel the same way. But we talked a lot about just, you know, some of your personal philosophies, how you g- attain the positions of leadership that you have, uh, tons of ideas around how you do that, especially as a woman, what moves you can make to really enhance uh, your potential. And then we talked about, you know, what male leaders can do to help and not be the pr- a problem and to really collaborate and how that leads to the most effective teams. And then we talked about your podcast coming out. So a lot of different things, but maybe we missed something or you wanted to double down on, on one last thing. So I'll give you both the last word. Uh, Sunila, we'll start with you and then we'll end with Brittany. Anything else that you'd like to add? Thank you, Ed. From CIO or a techie point of view, what I see is healthcare has many challenges. It's huge. It's not one person who could solve everything. But challenge. I do believe challenges create opportunities to solve and to transform. So, and IT plays a crucial role in it. I don't think any challenge can be solved outside of IT. Maybe I would say to double down, I would say is to, we need more leaders more leaders talking together and saying, okay, how can we meet the goals of healthcare, the access, the cost, and the quality, looking at it from four, from different perspectives, providers, be it providers, be it patients or payer or partners, how do we 
come together and really solve the problem of healthcare or challenges of healthcare and uh, provide better care for our, our constituency and, and consumers. Yeah, well said, Brittany. So, you know, for me, I know we talked a lot about supporting other females in, in the industry, lifting them up. And, you know, I just wanted to offer, you know, if anyone's out there who's looking for someone to network with or support, you know, please find me on LinkedIn, please reach out. You know, I'm a connector at heart. So I am happy to help in any way I possibly can. All right. Well, this has been so rich for me and I know it will have been uh, for our listeners as well. I really appreciate you both spending the time and sharing your insights, a very critical topic. We want to accelerate the closing of that gap that we talked about. And so anything I can do as well for anyone, always happy to do it. And we need this change because it'll make us better. It'll make healthcare better. It'll make everything better all around. And I'm super excited about Click Health and uh, we'll look for that in August. Sunila and Brittany, thank you again for being my guests. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. Thanks, Megan. Thank you, Ed. All right, that wraps up another drop of Digital Voices. Thank you for listening to Digital Voices Podcast with Ed Marks. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe on your preferred streaming service and leave a rating and review. And most importantly, thanks again for listening. 